0: We're going to be looking at creation today creation is important it's God's work it's critical to the foundations of who we are and who God is it's very very interesting that God's word is bookend by bookended by creation there's a creation in the beginning perfect only God's involved in creation right so it's perfect And in Revelation which we're going to read part of today, at the end of the Bible we read of a new creation, perfect, God makes things right. You've probably heard it said that many, many people who may be sceptical towards faith or towards God or religion or Christianity say if God is perfect and God is all powerful why doesn't he just make all things right? Why doesn't he get rid of all the evil and the sickness and the bad stuff? Well as we read in Revelation he is going to do all those things. He is just and he is pure and he never makes a mistake and that includes his perfect timing. Is that right? Including his perfect timing. So it might not seem perfect to us that we're enduring all these things but we just have to remember that God's word starts with creation it ends with the new creation where everything is made right and justice is made perfect by God and everything in between is human history which is extremely messy do you agree through generations through Uh, language groups through every part of the world human history is messy and we read in uh, Genesis chapter 3 how sin came into the world are we going to have the words up on the screen no one knows about it no one knows nothing (laughs) Michael if you're at home if you could just send those maybe not I thought that was coming up on a Uh, PowerPoint slide, but that's okay. There's the NIV, and um, that gives uh, us an opportunity to welcome everyone who's listening at home as well. We want to read this together, and I just don't want you to listen to my words only, but I want you to actively listen as you read the word of God so let's do that together we're starting at Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 and God said let sorry in the beginning <laughs> thank you everyone I love that people know the word of God see I was just te- no <laughs> they went oh no that's not it <laughs> Scroll back up to the top of the page everyone, lift your eyes. In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty, darkness was over the surface of the deep and the spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light and there was light. God saw that the light was good and he separated the light from the darkness God called the light day and the darkness he called night and there was evening and there was morning the first day and God said let there be a vault some translations say expanse between the waters to separate water from water. So God made the vault or the expanse and separated the water under the vault from the water above it and it was so God called the vault sky and there was evening and there was morning the second day and God said let the water under the sky be gathered to one place and let dry ground appear and it was so God called the dry ground land And it was so. God made two great lights, the greater light to govern the day, and the lesser light to govern the night. I love this next few words. He also made the stars. I hope we're not just going to skip over those few words. He also made the stars. Probably since you were at school, since you were a little tacker, you learnt about the magnificence of the universe, about how the stars and the galaxies are just in so huge a magnitude that the experts, the scientists, the people with big telescopes are finding new galaxies all the time it seems endless and yet God says in his word he also made the stars he just brought them into existence how big how powerful how almighty how knowledgeable how creative is our God eh? he also made the stars you just can't get to the end of that whole topic in one lifetime. God set them in the vault of the sky to give light on the earth, to govern the day and the night, and separate light from darkness. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening and there was morning the fourth day. And God said, Let the water teem with living creatures, and let birds fly above the earth across the vault of the sky. So God created We can see the order in creation, can't we? Then God said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness. Isn't that interesting that God is using plural there? One God, three persons, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit all involved in creation. Wow verse 26 then God said let us make mankind in our own image and our likeness that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky over the livestock and all the wild animals and over the creatures that move along the ground so God created mankind in his own image in the image of God he created them male with seed in it they will be yours for food and to all the beasts of the earth and to the birds in the sky and all the creatures that move along the ground everything that has breath of life in it I give every green plant for food and it was so God saw all that he had made and it was very good and there was evening and there was morning the sixth day Chapter two, thus the heavens and the earth were completed in all their vast array. By the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it, he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. Turn with me now please to Revelation chapter 21 just the first few verses of this chapter we have a bit of a summary because reading up to chapter 21 We now see a continuation here of the progression of events in the last days which came at the end of the tribulation if you've been reading right up you've been reading about a lot of judgment on the earth including Christ's return to earth in chapters uh, chapter 19 if you want to read that it's between verses 11 and 16 the defeat and destruction of those who war against Christ it's coming the incarceration of Satan wow that's what we're all crying out for and God promises it's going to happen the millennial reign of Christ the release of Satan and the nation's final revolt against God that's all recorded in Revelation chapter 20 And the great white throne judgment also in chapter 20 here we see the creation of the new heaven and the new earth we're going to read that this morning upcoming verses describe the new Jerusalem so being a new Jerusalem we understand that it's not the current Jerusalem that might appear on the news from time to time so this chapter chapter 21 focuses on the new Jerusalem So it's not the historic Jerusalem even of the tribulation or is it the surviving Jerusalem of the millennium that serves as Jesus' capital. This is something different because it's the heavenly city. The heavenly city referred to in Hebrews chapter 12 whose designer and builder is God. John attempts to describe the indescribable here doesn't he? using analogies to precious gems and metals. Chapter 21 verse one. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away. We all look forward to that day, don't we? There will be no more pain. There are so many different types of pain that we as humans experience. It's not just physical pain, is it? It's emotional pain. It's regret. It's remorse. It's separation. It's loneliness. It's so many other things. He who was seated on the throne said I am making everything new then he said write this down for these words are trustworthy and true he said to me it is done I am the alpha and the omega the beginning and the end to the thirsty I will give water without cost from the spring of the water of life those who are victorious will inherit all this, and I will be their God, and they will be my children. But the cowardly, the unbelieving, the vile, the murderers, the sexually immoral, those who practice magic arts, the idolaters and the liars, they will be consigned to the fiery lake of burning sulphur. This is the second death. These are unrepentant people. Like a jasper clear as crystal it had a great high wall with 12 gates and with 12 angels at the gates on the gates were written the names of the 12 tribes of Israel there were three gates on the east three on the north three on the south and three on the west the wall of the city had 12 foundations and on them were the names of the 12 apostles of the Lamb. The angel who talked with me had a measuring rod of gold to measure the city, its gates and its walls. The city was laid out like a square, as long as it was wide. He measured the city with the rod and found it to be 12,000 stadia in length and as wide and as high as it is long. The angel measured the wall using human measurement and it was 144 cubits thick. The wall was made of jasper and the city of pure gold, as pure as glass. The foundations of the city walls were decorated with every kind of precious stone. The first foundation was jasper, the second sapphire, the third agate, the fourth emerald, the fifth onyx, the sixth ruby, the seventh chrysolite, the eighth beryl, the ninth topaz, the tenth turquoise, the eleventh jacinth and the twelfth amethyst. The twelve gates were twelve pearls, each gate made of a single pearl. The great street of the city was of gold, as pure as transparent glass. I did not see a temple in the city because the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. The city does not need the sun or the moon to shine on it for the glory of God gives it light and the Lamb is its lamp. The nations will walk by its light and the kings of the earth will bring their splendor into it. On no day will its gates ever be shut for there will be no night there. The glory and honor of the nations will be brought into it. Nothing impure will ever enter it. Nor will anyone who does what is shameful or deceitful, but only those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. Chapter 22, I'm just going to read five verses. This talks about how Eden is restored. Well, that's the passage that I've been asked to read. Sean will be speaking next week. Last week we heard from David and we were reminded how God is working. He's never stopped working in the lives of his people and bringing people to faith continually. More and more people are joining the family of God according to God's will and God's plan and we look forward next week to hearing from Sean to take us further into creation God's work I'm so glad that I'm a part of his family and I know you are as well and uh, we are blessed indeed despite everything that's been going on in the world and what might be going on in share markets or your health or family or business relationships. God is in control. He is sovereign. We are here today to praise His name because He is good and His love endures forever. His mercies are new every morning and we have a lot to be thankful for even though we could be filling our minds with all the problems. Remember I said that God's creation is bookended by human history and the curse is a part of that, well, God's gonna make things right. So I hope you're encouraged today. I'm gonna pray and then uh, hand over to Thomas. Let's bow together. Oh, our loving father, we do thank you for your grace. We thank you for your word which tells us, explains to us that we have meaning and purpose, that we are fearfully and wonderfully made that despite ourselves, you have poured out your love and you have made promises to your people we are encouraged by your promise that despite our behavior our actions and our attitudes that you have made a promise that you will never let us go that you will never forsake us and so for this we press on we press on and uh, we ask for continued resilience and uh, patience as uh, we walk in this world in this life and uh, we know that you empower us you bless us every single day help us father to be the people that you want us to be help us to remember that we can come back to you no matter what we have done and you will accept us lovingly into your arms father we give you praise for this day and as we share fellowship later on this afternoon Over a meal, we pray, Lord, that our fellowship indeed will be sweet. We give you praise and thanks in Jesus' wonderful and precious name. Amen.